Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Uh, bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> ah, what a blessing that we get to come together. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I am grateful, 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 full of gratitude. Yes, I am full of gratitude for A Course in Miracles, full of gratitude for the community that we have. And I do love to pray. This is our uh, February. I have been for the last eh, five years, six years, making it Relationship Month. And so I focus the whole month on relationship, not that I don't do relationship episodes throughout the year. I do. I know that A Course in Miracles tells us our relationships are the best tool we have for healing our mind. And uh, our topic this week is ending a relationship. So we're going to get into that after we pray. I love to pray. So, let's take that breath of love and gratitude. So grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds to the power and the presence of love. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to the unprecedented flow of divine wisdom. So, we're opening ourselves to the relationship that we have with the higher Holy Spirit self. The relationship that we have with our Creator, with the one mind, one life, one love, one light. We are grateful and thankful to recognize that there is a unity of all life. We are part of it. There's no way to extract ourselves from it. We are all one forever, and we are grateful to know that this is so. This is the foundation of everything. And this is why we're already as holy as holy can be, because we are one with life, one with spirit, one with each other eternally. In gratitude, we share the benefits of our awakening, of our revelations, of our willingness with all beings because we are one with them. In deep, deep gratitude, we allow it to be. In gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. All right, let us dive into a conversation about ending our relationships. And um, I'm I'm hearing the word in my mind, community, community, community. Uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King who I quoted in my President's Day blog. I just love Dr. King. He's so prescient, and he is so clear and beautiful and inspiring. So you might be interested in that. So it's February 19th, 2018. That was yesterday. <laughs> but uh, we've got so many episodes now, 320, 330, something like that, episodes. So uh, I'm training myself to refer to specific dates and things like that so you can look things up at jenniferhadley.com and livingacourseofmiracles.com. So uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., who was such a devoted student of the teachings of Jesus. He uh, was, uh, he brought forth this really beautiful uh, expression of what he called the beloved community, the beloved community. And I really grabbed onto that. That just um, feels so good to me. When I was a little girl, my parents were social activists. So I was born at the end of 1959, 
And so um, I was a little girl when uh, my parents, uh, you know, I was in, in my mother's uh, in utero in, uh, and then a baby when my parents were um, active for Kennedy. And uh, my father tells the story of uh, probably when uh, my mom was pregnant with me that he put a sign in the window that said, uh, save the world from Richard Nixon, right, when he was running against Kennedy. Save the world from Richard Nixon. And the next door neighbor put a sign in the window that said, save the world from people like the people next door. (laughs) And... um, so my parents were social activists, and when I was a little girl, uh, they would take me doing things like um, handing out bumper stickers and leaflets and going to marches and things like that. And uh, Dr. King was a hero in our household um, for a number of years. We were we lived in a housing community where uh, we were there were just a few uh, Caucasian families, and so I didn't actually realize I was Caucasian <laughs> until I was five years old. I had a revelation. I realized, oh, I'm a different color than everybody else here, um, and so uh, I grew up really valuing community, the beauty of community. And um, uh, so uh, now I see community as global community, unity of the one mind, uh, one life, one heart. So I see how my life with my parents in every possible way, prepared me for the life I live now. Even the things, as I've talked about many times in this broadcast, even the things that seemed to hurt me and challenge me when I was younger helped prepare me for what I am doing now. And that's the thing. Uh, I'm thinking of that movie, The... um, the whatever it is, the beautiful Marigold Hotel. I can't think of the exact exotic uh, something Marigold Hotel and the young man who's the hotel uh, owner. He's when things are falling apart. He says uh, uh, it's. It, it, it basically, until everything comes together, it's not over. So, and and that's the truth of it. That is the truth of it. We so often will say we're devastated at a loss, but it's not over yet. Don't if you're counting anything in your life as a loss, you're you're preempting it because it's not over yet. It looks like it, even if your house burned down. I understand that feels like a loss. Yes, grieve that as a loss. Your child dies, your parent dies, your spouse dies, your dog dies. It all seems like a loss, but it's not over yet. It's not over till we come full circle. So, in our thinking, it's so valuable for us to not tell our thing, ourselves things that are false, right? So if you think of, if you love people, you don't tell them things that are false, right? So if you're raising a child that you love, you don't tell them things that are false. Uh, you tell them the truth because the truth is inspiring, it's uplifting, it's healing, it's nourishing. And the truth is not our opinions uh, or our judgments. And the truth is, we don't know what anything is for until we've come full circle. So, ending a relationship... Let's get into that, because this this is a prelude to that. 
the beloved community, all of it is a prelude to ending a relationship. I feel spirit guiding me in these things. And um, I'll just let you all in on uh, something. It's not a secret. I don't keep it hidden. But my preparation for the, the uh, radio show is I open myself to spirit leading me to whatever the topic is, whatever the passage is, however it's going to be. Sometimes it comes as a topic. Sometimes it comes as a passage in the course. Uh, however, uh, I tune in and I get direction and guidance, and then that becomes that. And um, sometimes I go... Uh, looking for some inspiration before the broadcast. But I have found if I just do what the truly helpful prayer says in this particular instance, uh, and also because I've been doing this for a long time, uh, I trust, I've learned how to listen, how spirit pushes me over here, leads me over there, gently taps me to go this way, that way. And so... I had not planned to talk about Dr. King or the beloved community or my childhood. It's just where I feel prompted and led. So, and I, I really, because this experience of my, my experience of doing this radio broadcast, this is about my connecting with you. This is my, this is my time to connect with you. You, the listener. This is my time to connect with spirit and to purposefully, intentionally hold the basket where we come together, consciously. Because we're always together, but it's about consciously, intentionally, in our awareness coming together. So... The primary relationship that we have is the relationship with the Father, as Course in Miracles would say. And um, uh, I I don't call God the Father except every once in a while. I'll say uh, I, I say Mother Father God. Um, uh, but it's we're having a relationship with Spirit. In fact, um, the Course in Miracles tells us uh, in chapter 1, section 5, paragraph 3, Jesus says, Except ye become as little children. Uh, I believe that's from the Sermon on the Mount. Uh so he's quoting himself there, except you become as little children. At least I think so. I'm not a Bible scholar by any stretch of the imagination. He says that what that means, except ye become as little children, means that unless you fully recognize your complete dependence on God, you cannot know the real power of yourself in true relationship with your creator. Now, I've interpreted that a little, so now I'm going to go back and say it exactly how Jesus said it here. Except ye become as little children means that unless you fully recognize your complete dependence on God, you cannot know the real power of the Son in his true relationship with the power. With the Father. Same thing, the power. <laughs> so, we must recognize that we do have spiritual Mother, Father, God, Infinite Creator, Great Mystery, Allah. We have this spiritual parentage that we are completely dependent upon for our life for our breath, for any insight or wisdom or clarity. Everything comes from spirit. Nothing else exists. Only love is real. Nothing else exists. So, 
this is critical for us to understand that our all our suffering, all our pain, and all our exploration in this world is about remembering our unity and exploring the idea of separation. And we have thoroughly explored the idea of separation, and now, as Jesus tells us, the end of time is coming, where we will simply live as the magnificent, ascended, master, awakened beings that is our true and natural state. So, we have this relationship with the sonship, which is, uh, you've got the, the spiritual father, mother, God, You've got the Holy Spirit, who is the higher Holy Spirit self. And then you've got the Sonship, which is our individuation, right? Our individual expressions within the illusion of this third dimensional experience. But it's all one system. There's no way for us to separate from it. We can only put a put a veil in our minds that convinces us we're separate. And I hear some Course in Miracles students saying, I know that, I know that, I know that, don't tell me that, I know that. So, but the thing is, is if we knew it, we would be joyful all the time. If we lived as if we knew it, we would be joyful 100% of the time. Right? If we're not wholly joyous, it means we're thinking something false about ourselves, our brothers, our sisters, and that's what takes us out of our joy. So if we really knew it, we would never say an unkind thing about anybody, anywhere, anytime. We just wouldn't. We truly, truly would not. Let's just take a breath on that. And forgive ourselves, our debts, and our trespasses. Sometimes it feels like we owe people kindness and love and respect because we didn't give it to them. Sometimes we have regret and guilt and shame because we trespassed all over them, trying to manipulate and control them and shame them and blame them and projecting out all our own dissatisfaction with ourselves and so there is this unity of life one life one power one presence one love and we cannot separate from it now we take it down to the microcosm god is the macrocosm we are the microcosm So just like in any system in the world that we could look at scientifically, the macrocosm is the big picture, the microcosm is the little picture. So just as the creator thinks things into manifestation, thought us into form, we think things into form, right? Through accessing the divine mind. And... um, That's what uh, all truth teachings talk about. Same thing, because there's not different versions of the truth. There's um, different expressions of it, but not different versions, because that wouldn't even make sense. How could it be truth, right? But we can have different interpretations. You can, but it's really, truth isn't open to interpretation. It just is truth. Thank God for that. And uh, so the topic today is ending a relationship. If we're all one, eternally forever, one with the Creator, inseparable, is it possible to end our relationships? I don't see how it's even possible. However, sometimes we want to end a relationship with a person. You know, it could be we'd like to end the relationship with our employer, quit this job. Sometimes we'd like to end the relationship with our lover, get out of this relationship, have a new lover, or be alone. 
maybe have many lovers, whatever it might be. No judgment. And sometimes we'd like to end our relationship with our children or our parents. A friend. A colleague. And when we'd like to end the relationship, it's really worth looking at what is it that we're really looking for when there's a desire to end a relationship. Because I've talked with so many people over the years who want desperately to end their relationships, but they don't know how. I've talked with so many people over the years who uh, said... This person is driving me insane. I cannot stand them anymore. Um, They're so unpleasant to me. Uh, It could be their wife. It could be their husband. It could be their child. And they feel controlled and manipulated by them. And yet, they are not leaving that relationship experience. But they desperately would either like to transform the relationship, end the relationship, or at least get a safe distance from the relationship. All of these things come up. Um, Sometimes it is that uh, people grow in a hatred of someone, despising them, feeling irked by them, feeling a sense of, you disgust me and repulse me. I'm sick of you. I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of that. And I encourage you, if you say, I'm sick of this, I'm sick of that, if that's a habitual thought for you, I really invite you to give that to the Holy Spirit and um, affirm something different. Something that you'd like to see, your experience. So instead of, I'm so sick of their whatever, say, I'm so grateful and find a way to end it. I'm so grateful that they're showing me where I'm botherable. Find a different way to work with it in your mind so you don't make yourself sick. Saying, I'm so sick of it's these things can seem very daunting they can also seem so small they're not worth our trouble oh shifting my language is not really worth it it's worth it because our word is a power tool i'm getting ready to do start my prayer power class next week and uh, you can read about it at jenniferhadley.com and um, it's a four-week class on the pow- not just the power of prayer, but how to pray powerfully. Uh, power in your prayer. And for uh, some people who take it, it's really, truly, they start having miraculous healing and life changes. So everybody um, is more, you know, some people are more invested in doing the work of a class versus just listening to it. So your results depend upon your application. Anyway, so there's this temptation to start entertaining and fantasizing about ending a relationship. None of that's really helpful. Fantasizing about ending a relationship is not actually a good use of anybody's time. Instead, take that time that you've been investing in fantasy and do invest it in being in your relationship with spirit. So, in A Course in Miracles, uh, there are beautiful teachings, which I've shared many times in this broadcast and in other places. Uh, I've done many, many um offerings, paid classes, and free things about special relationship. Uh, 
So, uh, chapter 17, section 5, the healed relationship. Uh, the, if you're having relationship challenges, I do encourage you to listen to the many radio shows I've done about relationships, special relationship, healing relationship, all kinds of topics. And uh, you can easily search for them if you go to livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash radio. You can also... Um, Sign up for the podcast if you have an iPhone or an Android. Get to your podcast app or an uh, iPad or a computer. Get your uh, fire up your device. Subscribe to the podcast totally free. Over 300 episodes, and you can easily search. And also, I wonder if you could sign up for the podcast from the app. So we have the Course in Miracles app. I never checked that before, and. Um, uh, uh, in the uh, Course in Miracles app, if you go to resources on the front page, uh, the radio show you'll see there, and um, uh, so you can, uh, yes, it takes you right to your podcast app, at least it does on my iPhone. Yay! And that app is available for Android Devices. It's in the Google Play Store, I think it is. I'm a I'm an Apple girl, so uh, just FYI on those things. Okay, so you can always search in the podcast once you have it uh, on your phone or your device. Uh, you can search easily in there. Just search the word relationship. You'll find it. All so it's on relationship. Yes. Likewise, I've written, gosh, so many blogs on relationship. You can always go and read those as well. And I've done a ton of free classes on relationship. We've got so much relationship stuff. So there's the temptation to end your relationship, to call it quits. Let's just move into, I'm going to invite you to move into a moment of the stillness here, if you have that feeling going on, or maybe you had it in the past, do take a moment. I'm offering you a chance to practice here. Take a moment and just say, why did I want to end that relationship? Or why do I wish to end this relationship now? What's the real reason for it? Holy Spirit, help me see it. Help me feel it. Help me know it. Help me recognize it. Help me heal it. And just tuning in. You may not get an answer now. It may come to you when you're chopping vegetables or you're hanging up the laundry or something like that. It may come to you at some other point. You're out for a bike ride. Really tune in and see what it was about. Because a lot of times it has to do with we're not really willing to fully love. And sometimes the other person in the relationship isn't willing to fully love. And if they're not, we can hold the space for them, have great compassion for them, and be the example. But there may come a time when we say, I think I would like to go have a deeply loving relationship with someone else and remain friends with this person. <clears throat> Sometimes people aren't that available for friendship. But uh, And we're going to get into this more deeply. I'm going to be taking a break here. We'll get more deeply into the all the different aspects of this desire to end a relationship. Well, we won't get to all, but we'll get to many of them. And uh, just feeling this here for a moment. Oh, one thing is I'm going to share as we're going to the break. We do still have some uh, Course in Miracles conference tickets left at ACIM 
dot news acim.news or you can go to jenniferhadley.com on the events page and uh, tickets are now 650 uh, for the conference but we have them for 499 and we have payment plans and to, to be perfectly honest with you I don't want to have any tickets uh, unused so if you really want to go you want to make a longer payment plan or something like that we'll work it out with you Make us an offer. Let's get these tickets going so we can join together next weekend in San Francisco. I'm so looking forward to that. So I'm going to take a break here. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course of Miracles, where we're living the love. We're walking the talk on Unity Online Radio. And I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, we are talking about ending relationships. And one of the things that I have seen in myself and other people, that when we have a desire, we feel frustrated because we can't get the relationship to be how we'd like it. We feel start to feel angry, powerless, hurt, fearful. Whenever we're angry, we're actually fearful. And um, where the anger is actually drawing our attention to the fear so that we stop managing and coping with it. So if you can think about in a relationship that you have where you feel angry a, a lot of the time, just think, is there some real fear there underneath the surface of that anger? Is there some real fear there underneath the surface of the anger? Because, just think about that. Yeah, so the anger is alerting us to... Yeah. You're getting it. I can feel that. The anger is alerting us to the fear so that we're not managing and coping. Now, in A Court of Miracles, uh, Jesus tells us, You who identify with your ego cannot believe God loves you. You do not love what you made. You made that personality. And what you made, that personality, does not love you. And, of course, the ego is made out of the denial of God. So, the ego is all about the denial of God in you, as you, around you. Except when the ego turns God into the special relationship. Right? And then you have fanaticism. Right? So, religious fanaticism. So, if we start thinking about, okay, this relationship that I have with this person that's so unsatisfying is also a relationship I have with my Creator, with the Holy Spirit, and with myself. Many times our frustrations in our relationships are with ourselves projected outward. So one of the things, if we're thinking about ending a relationship, we need to do an inventory of these things. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, tell you the ending here, uh, which I've already foreshadowed the ending. If we're all eternal and we're all one, There is no ending the relationship except 
between the personalities in this world. But our spiritual relationship with everyone will continue throughout eternity because we are eternally united in God. And so this is why Jesus said, what you do to the least of them, you do to me. This is why he said, to have, give all to all, because there's one relationship. And for me, the speeding up of the healing of my mind, remember all healing is at the level of the mind. So relationship healing is at the level of the mind. Body healing is at the level of the mind. Emotional healing. Healing is at the level of the mind. All these things which are in form, emotions, relationships, bodies, all this kind of healing in form that we'd like to see takes place first at the level of the mind. Miracles are at the level of the mind. And when the mind shifts, the form has to shift because the form is a projection of the mind. Right? This is fundamental course of miracles. But in our relationships, we don't wish to take ownership. Right? We, we, we wish to avoid taking ownership a lot of the time. And, um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's one of the, the issues for us, uh, is that. And, um, so uh the section uh it's my page 448 uh where it's um the relation uh, sorry it's um just went out of my head responsibility not relationship responsibility for sight our responsibility for sight is uh, going to that teaching is going to lead us to a healthier experience of our relationship healing. It's it's really going to speed things up in many ways. So if you think of um, that section, I've quoted it so many times, but I'm just going to, uh, my shorthand of it is that I'm responsible for what I see and everything is just as I wish it would be. So in, in a very real sense, what we're looking at in our relationships is, are we avoiding healing? Are we choosing healing? Are we Avoiding or are we choosing it? Because if we're making other people responsible for our happiness, our peace of mind, if we're blaming them for our lack of happiness, our lack of peace, we don't understand the responsibility of sight. So this is why our relationships are so helpful in in that responsibility for sight section it says here so this is chapter 21 section 2 paragraph 11 it is as needful that you recognize you made the world you see as that you recognize that you did not create yourself. They are the same mistake. Nothing created by your creator has any influence over you. Nothing created not by your creator, rather, has any influence over you. So the things of the world do not have any influence over you unless you choose that, unless you like that. He goes on to say, and if you think that what you have made can tell you what you see and feel and place your faith in its ability to do so, you are denying your creator and believing that you made yourself. For if you think the world you made has power to make you what it wills, you are confusing son and father, effect and source. So the same is true in our relationships. 
in our relationships, we can allow people to influence our mind, but we have to allow it. And many times you can say, well, what about children? You know, my father was so abusive to me, and these are the conclusions I drew from it, and now I'm I'm working with that, uh, and um, I've been an abusive spouse myself. Let's say you might be thinking, I've took on those lessons from my parents, and now I'm parroting them back. I'd like to heal my mind, so I'm not participating in all of this. And it, you can have this idea that these things were done to you when you were a child, that you were formed that way, and that you were a victim, a victim of circumstance, a victim of the world. And Jesus is saying, no, it's not true. There is a reason why you participated. There is something in there. Everything works together for good. There, You're good. There are no exceptions except in the the perception of the ego. So, we're moving out of this idea that people make us feel things and they influence us this way or that so that we can have true dominion over our mind. We Forgiveness is a tool that allows us to have that dominion over our mind. Without forgiveness, we're stuck in blame, shame, guilt, resentment, jealousy, etc., What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is the full release of our attachment to our interpretations, the meaning we made of things, and then the decisions that are based on the meaning we made of things, the interpretations we made of things. And so our belief systems, these thought patterns, our negative karma, are these decisions that we made about life, about ourselves, about the world, about God, that are like um, banks of a river where our spiritual attention is flowing in these riverbeds of uh, these decisions, these belief patterns. But we can actually decide to stop sending our energy down that river, any that riverbed anymore, and redirect it. And the Holy Spirit, if we decide, and this is what Jesus tells us, make that decision. We went over the rules of decision Uh, a couple months ago make that decision to put the Holy Spirit in charge make the decision of what kind of day you'd like to have have a joyful day a harmonious day a peaceful day a day of expansion and clarity and freedom a day of true prosperity and wisdom and insight laughter we can make these decisions our relationships are very very rigorous demanding curriculum perfectly designed for each one of us there's no randomness not one little drop of randomness ever anywhere in the universe ever so we are drawn to people we are matched with people who will push our buttons who will help us bring to the surface our insecurities our false beliefs our crazy decisions Everything that's false. They're going to help us. And I've seen many couples, many families, parents and children, siblings, go from extremely unkind, unloving, destructive relationships to very loving, very kind, very um, delightful, fun-filled relationships. It often will take a few years. Sometimes it takes a year. I see it in Masterful Living all the time. It's one of the reasons why I had Carol come in and talk about her experiences last year. But I find that many people, it does take years of really being willing to do the work. It depends on how willing you are. 
It really does depend on how willing you are. So this is my invitation to you is to listen to um, the special relationship episodes of this broadcast. And in Living a Course of Miracles at livingacourseofmiracles.com, we did a, a series of 17 classes on special relationship. And I think you can, I know you can still purchase it for, I think as little as $67. All, listen to all 17 classes. So, um, when we really are just done with a relationship, the, the thing to do Give it to the Holy Spirit for healing. That's the teaching on special relationship. Give it to the the Holy Spirit for healing and don't take it back. That's where the trick is. Don't take it off the altar. Put the relationship on the altar and leave it there. And then be really willing to be led and guided by the higher Holy Spirit self what to say, what to do, where to go, when to go, when to say it, when to do it. Really take it as this is your training of how to follow intuition and guidance. Because that is a large part of what the challenge is for. Uh, In my own relationship experiences, I've had so much miraculous healing in relationship. Just breathtaking things that were torturous, absolutely healed to the root. Amazing, miraculous healing that I, I had no idea how to bring it about in, in so many different relationships. I, I, it was, uh, oh gosh, like everybody else, relationship was my biggest challenge. And it is not anymore. And I am grateful for that. I'm really, really grateful for that. Because my relationship challenges, the meaning I would make of them, is just always went back to me. There's something wrong with me. I can't do this. It's never going to work for me. I can't make it work. I don't know how. It's so painful. It's not worth it. I'd rather live in a cave by myself in the forest than deal with people. And now I'm a community builder. And I love relationship. Is it challenging? Yeah, still sometimes. It's definitely challenging sometimes. But it doesn't rock me to my core. I I don't cry about very often. Um, it's amazing how much can shift and change. I've just seen it so much with the folks in my classes. So I know that this works. So this is all about putting your relationship with God first, your relationship with your higher Holy Spirit self first. Put that relationship first. And then from there, take your relationship with the people in your life and give them to the Holy Spirit and focus your entire relationship healing on trusting Spirit, trust being the number one characteristic of God's teachers. So you see how all of that works together. Trust Spirit to heal your relationship. But if you're not following your guidance, you're not following your intuition, you're not willing to listen to it because your mind is focused on complaining, attacking, judging, criticizing yourself or anyone else. You won't hear the guidance because you won't want to because the guidance you would hear that you could hear is going to contradict your judgments, your complaints, your criticism, your guilt, your shame thinking. That's how it works. The blocks to love are in the mind. So having loving, expansive, healing relationships, all the work is in the mind. All of it. 
all healing is at the level of the mind. And you know, when you start to see your relationships miraculously healing, it's amazing. Now, it doesn't mean that, for sure, I I personally believe that if you're in a relationship with someone who treats you unkindly, that don't, don't spend time with them. Don't talk with them. Uh, Don't put yourself in a position where people are going to treat you unkindly. If you don't have the ability to say, hey, no, I'm not going to speak with you if you speak to me that way. So if you would like to have a conversation with me, no judgment, no criticism, no complaining. That Those are my rules. Now, of course, I have conversations with people all the time, and they're complaining. But they're complaining with a purpose, to get it out of their system. If anybody wants to come back and give me the same complaints again and again, uh-uh. Uh-uh. A couple of times while you're working it out, and then, no. No. So, cr- complaining is really judging, criticizing, attacking. Sometimes it's important to just bring it all to the light, and I can listen with the light, so you can bring it to me. And same with me. Sometimes I just need to say, hey, this is bothering me. These these thoughts I have are bothering me. It's not what other people are doing so much as our thoughts about it, and we can have a healing around it. We've got one more relationship class this month. So, uh, stay tuned for that. <sighs> yes. And I'd like to say a big thank you to all the beautiful people who make a contribution to Power of Love Ministry to support this broadcast, our transcriptions. Uh, we're, we're moving to... Um, all kinds of new expansions of more free things. We're bringing back the text messages. So thank you to everyone who contributes to all of it. Let's speak this word of prayer. I hope I see you in San Francisco. Come give me a hug. (laughs) I'd love that. And we take this breath of love and gratitude. Hand on my heart. I'm wholeheartedly thankful for the relationship healing that we're calling forth, that we're accepting, and that we are allowing into our lives. We're in a partnership with the higher Holy Spirit self. We're in a partnership with love itself. This is the truth of our being, and we are grateful and thankful to allow the love to express in all areas of our life and our relationships. In deep gratitude, we let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great week. I love you. Mwah.